Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting His kingdom. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 10.45 a.m. Today's message is Come Off the Mountain. Here's Pastor Philip Thomas. I, I didn't tell you that some of those take 11 days to do, and that may move it a little bit different place on your bucket list. But uh, but I was looking for something to just kind of try to start playing on this term, this mountaintop experience. And that was the first thing that came to my mind, is truly being on a mountaintop and just seeing God's wonder. And you kind of got a glimpse of that, uh, I hope, in those in that video. It just, it just is amazing what God has done. And, and there are those moments, and I hope that you've experienced some of those moments where you're just kind of overcome by the, the power and the majesty of God. And nature does that a lot, right? And, uh, and that's the one thing, you know, and even Scripture talks about it, is, is nature has that ability and that power just to overwhelm us. And some of us acknowledge that, and we realize, oh, that's because it's actually pointing to the Creator. But there are even people who uh, deny that there's a Creator become overwhelmed by nature, right? Because it's just the power of God, and there's those, those moments in our life where we just experience God, and He's so real, and He's it, it's, it's, you can literally feel His presence, right? Here's the, the issue, though, and some thoughts on the mountaintop. And sometimes, I think we get to that point where we think and we desire for the mountaintop experience to be the normal experience. That this is what, this is the way we want it to be. Because it feels good, right? You, it, man, everything is right. You have no doubt that God is real. All of a sudden, you, you see life in a different way. You have a different perspective on life. Because you're like, you know what? Everything is going to be okay. Right? You have that overwhelming sense of peace, that overwhelming sense of joy. You know, that's part of being on the mountaintop experience. And we're like, man, this is the way I want it to always be. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we also need to kind of be realistic, too. Because there's a lot of things many times that go into creating a mountaintop experience. And we've got to be careful if we think, that we can just live that way all the time. There's lots of just regular examples uh, of this. And I, I can, I've been at numerous youth camps. And youth camps are the perfect opportunity for mountaintop experiences. And they should be. And they should capture that moment. Right? Because there's a lot of effort and stuff that goes in to bringing these kids together and getting them out of their element and things like that. And they can experience God in a really new way and a powerful way. One of the problems that if, if a camp, a camp has to know this and has to do well, because I've been at a camp that basically says, see what you're experiencing now? Go back and you, you experience that and you take God with you and you, you can experience this in your life as you get go back home. That's not true. <laughs> right? You're going to leave that place and you're going to go back home and all of a sudden, it's Monday, and you're having to go back to school. And none of your kids, your friends experience that experience, and so they could care less. And, and you're like, wait, why am I feeling like God is here anymore? I guess God has abandoned me. 
right? So we, you've got to be careful. We, we see this in uh, in different different ways. I, I remember one of the things that made me cringe more than anything. We, it was a uh, oh man, I just went blank on 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 what it was. But uh, it's it big back in West Texas, and uh, they had a, a huge night, and it was in football stadiums. And it was a Wednesday night. Uh, it, Fellowship of Christian Athletes put it on, and I'm sure they have them uh, around here as well. But it was a big uh, youth night, and so what they tried to do is uh, bring youth groups from all over to different stadiums. And, uh, and it's a great event. And I can remember the speaker, and there were thousands of youth. You know, in, in Shockwell Stadium in Abilene, and uh, and the speaker started talking, and uh, and they just, we just had a worship experience and things like that, and he starts talking. He says, "You know what? On Friday nights, this place is rocking, and people are yelling and screaming for their favorite team, and we can barely even make any noise to worshiping guys." And then and so he goes to to get the crowd going, right, and get them screaming. And, and I've heard that a few different times. Like, well, if we can all come together for a football game and scream and yell, why can't we do that whenever we get together for, for Christ? You know, it's like, well, because those are two totally different things, right? And, and, and sometimes we, we try to manufacture this mountaintop experience. You know, and, and the reality is it's funny because in other areas of our life, we know that you can't live at the at the top at the emotional uh, peak all the time. We recognize that, right? I mean, we we do this in, in I mean, take take a sporting example. You know, you uh, especially football because it's played once a week. You build up and you, you practice and you work and stuff like that, and then you get to the game and uh, and you spend all this energy and, and there's all this emotion. Right, and especially if you win, you just really celebrate. I can remember we had a really big win in, in high school, and it was a, an upset and a team that we hadn't beaten in years and years. And I mean, we were just ecstatic, right? That happened on a Friday night, and we get to practice on Monday, and we start the uh, practice off by running gassers, just running to run. And the coach is like, "Hey, we've got to get back at it. That was Friday. We've got to move on to the next, right?" Because we know if we would have just lived, and football coaches know this for sure, if you just live and being happy that you won, guess what's going to happen the next week? You're going to get destroyed, right? Because you can't live on that emotional level all the time. We know this in our daily life. You know, I mean, just the, the way that we live our life, what do we do? We, we save up and we plan for vacations, right? We know that we can't live every day as if it's a vacation. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be very nice, but it's not realistic. And you know what would happen for most people? If all of a sudden you were given the gift of unlimited wealth, and you could just do whatever, you would go on all those hiking trails, and then you would hire people to carry you half the time. You know, and you do that, and you, everything would be fine for a few months, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, "Well, now what am I going to do?" Right? Because even then, you could you can't live on this emotional high. But yet, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we're, we can be really guilty of trying to live making that the norm for a spiritual life. 
Because we want to experience that, that emotional high. We want to experience what it means for Jesus to be present, where we, we feel his overwhelming power and his overwhelming joy and peace. And all of a sudden we think, well, that's what it's supposed to be like. And that's not it at all. Now, is this just me because I'm not an overly emotional guy? I think about that. I'm like, okay, it's just because I, I'm not overly emotional. So is it just me that's saying, you know what, we need to make sure we don't start making the mountaintop experience the, our normal expectation? Well, I don't, I don't think it's just me. And uh, Mark chapter 9 is on page 706. We're going to read verses 2 through 10. Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 10. It says, After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter, the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. All right, now, this is just a, a really cool experience. Literally a mountaintop experience. It, scripture goes out of its way to make sure we know that they went up on a mountain. Right? And so they go up on the mountain, and there's all kinds of ways people have debated what exactly is going on here. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things. But Jesus is transfigured before them. Basically, they get a glimpse of who he really is. Right? They get a glimpse of the, of the God inside of him. Right? And they're, they're overcome. They're terrified. Because it's, it's terrifying to see that kind of awe. But, it, but, but that's what a mountaintop experience is. It's, it's, it's an overwhelming experience. And not only that, they see Elijah and Moses. All those things that they have been believed are being confirmed in them. It's like they're seeing it. They're like, you know what? Everything that I believe, everything that I put my faith in, it's all true. And they're experiencing it in a very powerful way. And Peter's like, man, we've got to do something about this. We've got to do something to remember this. And so it's like, we need to, to, to build a shelter for each uh, person, for Jesus and for Moses and Elijah. What he's really saying is we need to build some sort of a monument. That's what, he, that's what this is, the, the word there is trying to convey. Because Peter's like, we need to be able to come back to this place. We need to remember this. They didn't want to leave. Right? That, that's the sense that you're getting. They're just in awe of this moment, as they should be. And as it was intended to be. Jesus didn't bring them up there thinking, oh, this will just be kind of a, a dull, a normal meeting with, the, with my top three guys. No, Jesus knew this was going to be a powerful moment. And he wanted them there. He wanted them to experience it. But then, isn't it interesting, as they're walking back down, right, and they're about to go back to the, to the other nine and whoever's there. Now, you can imagine 
they're all probably going to say, I'm the one that wants to tell the story. Not, not you. I'm going to be the one that tells the story. Right? Because how do you not want to share that kind of an experience? Right? And Jesus says something really interesting. He says, hey, don't be talking about this. This was something for you. Don't be talking about it until after the Son of Man has risen from the dead. You see, the mountaintop experience was designed by Jesus to sustain the disciples, especially those three. They were the leaders. It was designed to sustain them when they found themselves in the darkest valley. That's what the mountain experiences don't do is they remind us of how real God is. And then whenever we're in the midst of the valley, we can remember, you know what? God is still real. God is still present. And you know what? I think sometimes we try so hard to live on the mountaintop all the time. And that's not the way that God designed us or created us to live. God, God is present in the normal. He's present in the simplicity of life. We're the ones who want it to be an emotional uh, high all the time. We're the ones who desire that. And we've kind of, and our culture has kind of created this idea that, that life needs to be exciting, that there needs to be uh, energy, there needs to be all kinds of things, that life needs to be unpredictable, right? That, that's not reality. And that's not reality even for people who you think have really exciting lives. Guess what? Most of their life is not all that exciting. Right? I love how we, we watch television shows and we'll watch Blue Bloods. And it's a, it's a police show in New York City. And, uh, and every week Right? There's something that happens, and the, the same guys that get into a shootout, right? And their their lives are threatened, and, and somehow they work their way out of it. You know, and and it, all of the different shows do that, right? Every week, there's something intense that happens. And if you actually look at the real statistics, you know how many police officers actually fire their weapon? It is unbelievable how how few. Right? But all of television and even all of news makes it sound like this is happening all the time. You know, and, and, and because we, we sell that excitement, right? Even in the military, right? There, most military people never see any actual combat. Right? We like to think of that. We like to think of the, the energy and the excitement that comes with that. But the reality is, is 99% of the military is just going through drills. Right? It's not all that exciting. There's moments of excitement. There's moments of intense and intense emotional experience, but the majority of it is just life. And one of the dangerous things we can do is we is whenever we start thinking that, that just the normalcy of life, when there's something wrong with that. We start seeing that as a sign that, man, I'm not as close to God as I should be, or maybe God's not speaking the way that he, that, that he should. We're on a dangerous road. 
And so I just want to encourage us, encourage all of us, not to expect the mountaintop experience to be the normal. But embrace them when they happen. Because that's what will sustain you when you enter into the valleys of life. And the ups and downs of life. And you know what? God is going to give you those experiences. Because he is real. And you know what? You're going to experience them if you open your eyes to them. And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't ever get caught thinking, oh, that's how it has to be all the time for God to be present with me. Because it's not. Jesus told his disciples that. I think he's telling us that. Read the Psalms. Most of the people who are writing the Psalms are writing from a place where they're not on a mountaintop. But yet, they acknowledge that God is still present with them. One of the things that I love about those pictures and being on a mountain is whenever you're on the top of the mountain, you have a whole new perspective of life, don't you? When you're on top of the mountain, you look down, and everything looks different. And you see the world from a different perspective. One of the things that God does when we experience him on the mountaintop is he gives us a different perspective on life. And maybe he gives us that perspective when we realize, you know what, a lot of that stuff that we worry about each and every day that we get caught up in doesn't really matter in the big picture. The big picture is that God is present each and every day. In the good days and the emotional highs and in the terrible dark low times. The mountaintops give us that perspective so that we know that God will be present with us each Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We are located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas, 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon, and may God bless you.